guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So we're going to camp today in Zechariah chapter 7. And there's an interesting principle here as we've been talking this week about uh, what happens when we start to do good things. We start to rebuild things and then we get distracted and never finish it up. So in this particular chapter, it's talking about the fasts that we offer. And in particular, it's talking about the fasts that the Jews made as they were away from the temple. Seventy some odd years that they were away from that. You go down to verse number 3 and it says, And to speak unto the priests that were in the house of the Lord of hosts, there is again, it's mentioned many times in this chapter, and to the prophets saying, should I weep in the fifth month, separating myself as I have done these so many years? Verse four, then came the word of the Lord of hosts unto me saying, speak unto all of the people of the land and to the priests saying, when ye fasted and mourned in the fifth and seventh month, even those 70 years, did ye at all fast unto me? even to me. Now it's interesting, you you click on the word fast in that verse number five and it takes you to some references that you're familiar with, like Matthew 6 verse 16. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. And there's that reference to third Nephi as well, where Jesus taught that. So you go back to verse number six and it says, and when you did eat and when you did drink, did not ye eat for yourselves and drink for yourselves? And this is where he's like, look, make sure you're doing all these things for the right reasons. Because if you're not doing it for the right reasons, then it's not going to last. I saw a little chart here that I thought was interesting when it comes to why we do what we do, which is, I think that's one of the eternal questions of the soul, is trying to get the right motivation. Why we do what we do. This one gives us five options here. It says, I go to church in order to dot, dot, dot. I pray in order to. I fast in order to. I go to the temple in order to. And I serve others in order to. And then it gives you three columns. First one is to meet others' expectations. The second one is to feel good about myself. Then you got the third one, which is to draw closer to Heavenly Father. Now again, you can go to church and you can fast and you can pray and you can go to the temple. But again, if you're not doing it for the right reasons, like I said, it's not going to have that staying power. This is why the Lord of hosts is asking. So when you're fasting and when you're doing these things, what reasons were you doing it for? Because if you were doing it just so you look good in front of other people, it's not going to last. If you do it even just for yourself, just to make you awesome, it's not going to last. Do it because you love the Lord. That is why the Lord has said so many times to serve him and to love him. And he doesn't do it for him. He knows the power of doing it when we do it for those right reasons. Because if we don't do it for the right reasons, and like I said, it's not going to last. In fact, you keep going in this chapter 7. Now you go down just to the next few verses right there. Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Execute true judgment, show mercy and compassion every man to his brother, and oppress not the widow and the fatherless and the stranger and the poor. Let none of you imagine evil against his brother in your heart. But, verse 11, they refused to hearken and pulled away the shoulder and stopped their ears that they should not hear. When you think about that, pulling away the shoulder and stopping their ears, it's like they're just turning their back and not listening. Verse 12 has an interesting statement here. Yea, they made their hearts as an adamant stone. 
Now the word adamant means refusing to be persuaded to change one's mind. Your heart becomes that adamant stone, lest they should hear the law and the words which the Lord of hosts hath sent in his spirit by the former prophets. Therefore came a great wrath from the Lord of hosts. Therefore it is come to pass that as he cried and they would not hear, so that they cried and I would not hear, saith the Lord of hosts. And it's not that the Lord is just like, nope, I'm not listening to you either. But what it becomes is their prayers are so shallow that they're not getting the power out of them. Now, as I was thinking about this, there's a video that came to my mind. It's from that series of His Grace from the church that, they, that came out a couple years ago. Just about what happens when you keep turning your back on the Lord. And again, as you are, you can see as you're trying to rebuild things when you're not doing it for the right reasons, again, it's not going to last and you're going to keep waffling back and forth. So as I was thinking about this, I remembered this video. So go ahead and watch this. So I come from a family, from a mom that really loved me. She raised me to be God-loving, good person, big heart, just like she was. By the time I was 13, I didn't really care about any of those values. Didn't really mean anything to me. I didn't really see what it can actually do. I decided to leave church. I put God to the side and decided to go do the things that I thought was going to get me prosperity now and get me protection and status. I was taught standards, raised with them, but I didn't really care. So I just kind of did whatever I felt was okay, which was anything, I guess. Every time I hit rock bottom as a teenager, I go back to church. You know, try to get things right, but no, it never lasted. I was never the one to be really oblivious to things. I knew, but like, I always had a choice I could make to kind of go down a good way or to kind of go down this way that's gonna get me what I want now, but eventually, I know something's gonna happen, so I was gonna need to stop eventually. I remember I was just driving. I just started like bawling in the middle of the freeway. I just yelled out like, please, to God. It wasn't your prayer, it was just like a cry for help. And then the next day, missionaries that came to my door, and then I kind of blew them off. And then they caught me walking to the store, and then they set up an appointment with me. And then they came by and started, you know, visiting me and stuff. And and one of the things they asked was, Kenny, have you ever thought of serving a mission? It slapped me in the face. I was like, wait, I can do that, huh? I can serve a mission. They're like, yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I'll serve a mission then. It was just a solid answer to my prayer. Like I knew like automatically that was the answer I, I was looking for. Once you just have proof of something, you know it. Like, okay, that's what I'm doing, you know? And then I didn't think about all the stuff I was doing to prevent me from going. I just knew in my mind that that was going to end all of it. Okay, I'm stopping all of that because I can't do it. That's when the process kind of started. I had to go talk to either my bishop and kind of get on that path to start preparing to go on a mission. You know, it didn't just happen. It took a while. But that's what repentance is. It does take a while. As soon as I started changing my life, things that were toxic left left, left and right, they just went away. With me sincerely acting on that seed of faith that I had, I got answers from that. It changed my life. And it led me to going on a mission, becoming a different person, everything from that little seed, and grew into a big tree. And the tree's still not grown yet, it's probably still a small tree, but yeah, like a little baby sequoia, and that's probably two feet high, but hey, it used to be a non-existent small seed you couldn't even see before. There's still a lot of growing to do, but you always got to keep nourishing it. But one of the best things of the change is just knowing where to go to turn for peace. 
through God and acting on a small piece or particle of faith, change is possible. I've seen it. I'm living that right now. So I love what happens when you take that that heart of adamant stone and you take it and it becomes a heart of flesh like was talked about back in Ezekiel how that stony heart becomes a heart of flesh and when that happens all of a sudden your motivations for doing things are for the right reasons and it enables you to continue rather than just backsliding as the children of Israel have been doing for years and years in the Old Testament they are finally able to move forward and do what the Lord wants them to do and be able to do it for the right reasons so I love that message that's taught here I know it's true. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.